According to Dr. Caroline Leaf in the book, Switch On Your Brain, she says, thoughts are real, physical things that occupy mental real estate. Thoughts have a remarkable power to change the brain. Our brain is changing moment by moment as we are thinking. By our thinking and choosing, we are redesigning the landscape of our brain. Our mind is designed to control the body of which the brain is a part of, not the other way around. Matter does not control us. We control matter through our thinking and choosing. We cannot control the events and circumstances of life, but we can control our reactions. For now, what we say is what God has empowered you to do with your mind is more powerful and effective than any medication, any threat, any sickness, or any neurological challenge. She states it here, and I love how she backed it up with the scripture. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, you do not have the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We need to understand the power of our complexity of being created in the image of God. Welcome to episode three of Conquering Me. This episode, we are talking about the power of being complex. I know this is different. I think sometimes being complex is giving a negative feel and maybe that's just my perspective. Some people think being complex is a beautiful thing, which it really is when we really begin to look at it from a God perspective. Last week we were talking about is our perspective healing or killing us? And at the end of the podcast, I left on Psalms 139 and I want to specifically talk about one scripture within one uh, Psalms 139. And that is scripture 14. It says, I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. And what stuck out for me was the complex part. I remember at one point in my life where I really struggled with being complex. I felt like I was kind of all over the place. According to society, according to what I saw, you were supposed to be XYZ. You were supposed to do XYZ. And so I struggled with aligning with that. And I had all of these internal battles that I did not speak of because especially in my 20s, I was not the best communicator regarding my feelings and my emotions. I'm learning now to get better with it. I'm still struggling. Hey, it's an ongoing process. Um, But I really struggled with being quote unquote complex and different. I would hear people say, you know, there's more to Jennifer than what you think. And at first I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like it's a mysterious thing. But as I got older, I felt like I needed more direction. But it was my mother-in-law, one of my mother-in-laws, my husband has been blessed with a two beautiful women who raised him, his biological mother and his stepmom. And I was having a conversation with his stepmother and I was just saying, mom, I just don't know what to do. I just, I just feel like I'm all over the place. And then she really had to gather me. She said, Jennifer, you were created in the image of God. 
God has so many titles and he has so many things about him. So if you are created in the image of God, what are you going to be? My mind was blown from that simple conversation. It was simple, but yet it changed the way I looked at life. It changed the way I looked specifically at myself. Then I had to realize I am far more complex than what I realize. Then I began to analyze my circle and people around myself from my loved ones, friends, family, um, even to people in that I watch on the news or celebrities. And I know that we all show one side of ourselves. And I believe that we show the side of ourselves that we are very comfortable with. But I wonder, have we stifled our God-given identity by only living in a certain amount of comfort? Because God is very complex. He is very forward-thinking. He is compassionate, but yet stern. He is loving, but yet he knows how to check you. There's all these different sides of God. And I want us to make sure that we understand the scripture that's behind it. Number one, in order for us to really accept that we are complex and that we are different, we have to know what Genesis 1:27 says. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. And I believe that's from the King James version. So Genesis 1:27 says we are created in the image of God. So if something, if I'm a reflection or if I have the, the, reflection of someone or I'm reminiscent of something, someone or something I am made of or made in, right? There's a lot of different aspects of God that I have yet explored and some things that I have already explored. I want you to take a second to think about who is God to you? I know for myself, God has so many titles. He is my father. He is my friend. He is my guide. He is my lamp. He is my wisdom. He is my counselor. He is my financial counselor. He is my career counselor. <laughs> he is my marriage counselor. All of these things that God is. So if I'm made in the image of him, I'm going to have a lot of quote unquote titles, but also I'm going to have a lot of different aspects of God. We can look throughout the Bible and see where God got upset about some things, where he lets us know that he is a jealous God and there will be no other God before him. Jesus himself cried when Lazarus died. Jesus himself got upset when they were selling goods in the temple. Jesus was, there were several times in the scripture where Jesus was very firm and stern with people, but as well, very loving and kind. So it's all of these complex things. And then I wonder, have we accepted what society has said, what we are supposed to be? According to your age, according to your marital or relational status, if you're married or single or divorced, whatever titles that people want to announce or go by, are we stifling ourselves in what people say that you're supposed to be because you are of this ethnicity or you come from this state or you have this certain amount of education? Now, I, am, I have got to switch my mind to what God says I am. I have to literally ask the Holy Spirit to come in and change the very way I see myself. Do I see myself limited by my resources, but yet I serve a God of abundance? 
do I see myself limited by my actual physical location? But yet I serve a God who is all where he is everywhere at all times. So it does not mean that, and I want to make this clear because I don't want this to turn into a message that is about us. I want this to turn into a message to where we see ourselves through the lens of Christ so we can stop being bound by what others have taught us to be. A lot of the systems in a, from, from school systems to job systems to whatever the systems are were created for a specific reason. And unfortunately, a lot of these reasons does not align with biblical principles. A lot of these reasons do not align with us living a full and abundant life according to God, right? Because if I'm living a life that is according to God, living in his joy, living in his peace, then that means I can minister freely in peace and love and joy, regardless of the, of the circumstances and bring people into the kingdom. So I had to begin to analyze how was I cho how was I taught to see myself? Am I truly thinking like Christ? How do I even know if I'm thinking like Christ? One scripture that helps me to stay in line with my thoughts and really hold them captive. And there's some other scriptures that I'm going to mention. Um, but this one uh, specifically is Jeremiah 29 and 11. And I believe this is the New King James versions. I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. If your thinking is leaving you hopeless and you cannot see your future, we have to readjust. We have to take a moment and stop and pause and say, God, my mind has to be within you. Let this mind be like Christ. The reason why I started off with Dr. Caroline Leaf, because she is a neurologist. She is a Christian neurologist. And what I appreciate about this book, um, I read this book a couple years ago. The Lord placed it on my heart. I think I came across one of her YouTube videos. And I was so intrigued by what she is saying. As I get older, I really am appreciating science and history and the financial world more and more. But I want to really understand what are some biblical principles and also where does the spirit reside in these in, in these um, industries that the Lord is really drawing me towards. Um, so as a kid, I was always interested really to be I was always interested in science because the human body is very fascinating to me. But when I came across this book specifically about the mind, I appreciated that she used science and scripture. She's been a, I believe, a neurologist since the 80s. And she said during that time, they looked at the mind and the brain as the same. But now scientists understand there is a difference between the mind and the brain. The brain is the physical thing, while the mind is the conscious of us. So now we can understand why we use scriptures that talk about the mind. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So how do I know this? When a thought comes up, I have to be okay with number one, exploring that thought. Where did it come from? Why does it even exist? 
One of my favorite scriptures is in Proverbs. I want to say it's in the second chapter of Proverbs, but it says, let wisdom be the principal thing, but in all thy getting, get an understanding. Don't be too busy casting out every thought where you do not take time to understand where it came from. So the thought will not return. Take time to say, where did this come from? God, is this thought aligned with you? Is this my flesh? I need to align this and say, Christ, be over this, the blood of Jesus. Be over my very mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and the sound of mind. I keep my mind sound by keeping my mind renewed in Christ, which is a daily thing. Renewing my mind in Christ is what I will do until I die. Let us take that to, let, let us sit on that. Renewing your mind is a consistent thing because what I love about God, because we are so complex and he understands the depths of us, right? In Psalms 139, he, David really writes this beautiful, beautiful poem about God and how he created us, but he understands how the depth of us and how complex we are. God is so gracious to where he does not overload, overload us with everything at once. So the moment something raises up, so I've got, I've come to a point in my life and it's nothing but the Holy Ghost. When I'm meditating on the word and I'm really just sitting with God and a thought comes up that for me does not seem aligned with God. I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did this come from? Why is this even in me? Because the Bible says, whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Then I have to start saying to myself, why is this even in my heart and in my mind? What is going on? Where did this come from? I said, Holy Ghost, please come in and give me your wisdom and understanding. I believe that I'm free from this thought because this thought does not align with your word. I believe that you have delivered me from this because Christ already did that on the cross. But God, I want to have a knowledge and understanding because you also said that we have to have thoughts that are aligned with your knowledge. So give me the knowledge of you, of understanding where did this come from? Why did this even enter? So that when the enemy comes back, because we have to understand the enemy is always trying to play us with the same cards. So I have to see his strategy. I already know that everything is conquered because Christ did that. I already know that I am free because Christ did that. But the strategy of the enemy is something that we have to sit back and learn wisdom from, from God before the enemy comes to our doorstep with nonsense. So God, let me understand the very thoughts that are happening. And what I love is about God. One thing that is so many things that we all love about God, but with God, whenever he brings up an issue or a thought that maybe shocks us, I truly believe in my heart. He has now given us space and room to discover it so that we can be truly free. And he's letting us know that you're now ready to deal with it. You're now really just able to see what's going on. The moment we become curious about ourselves, the moment we become curious about God, the beauty about being complex and having the identity and the image of God and asking to have a Christ-like mindset, we begin to question so many things, not questioning things in the spirit of debate, but questioning things to have a spirit of curiosity and discovery of who God is. And how are you created in him? 
I don't ever want to just stop learning who God is and who I am, who I was 10 years ago, because I want to live a very, very long life. I want to live a very fulfilled life. But if he says that my ladder shall be greater, then that means that as I get older, I'm expecting more knowledge, more wisdom, more love, more grace, more mercy, more, 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 more. Yes, I am that child of God who expects it all from God, but I also understand that he expects it all from me. So even though in moments I struggle with really surrendering, I know that it is greater for me because I am always diligently seeking him, seeking his voice, seeking his mind, seeking his complexity because I am made in his image. I am so curious about God. Can the body of Christ become curious about the complexity of God? He is complex, but he is so beautiful how he simplifies everything for us. That alone is complex. There's still debate in the science world, in the religion world, all of the theology about who God is, how he is, what does he do, all these things. But I love how God is like, I'm so above all of this. <laughs> if we can really kind of simplify it, you know, I'm above all of this, but yet I'm with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. How amazing is that? He is everywhere at all times, but yet he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Take time to really, really examine the complexity of God and say, Christ, show me who I am in God through the complex. Like, really, let him sift you. Let him really, really, really go through. And once you have accepted that you are complex and you're different, maybe some of you might say, you know, I know I'm a weirdo. I know I'm different. Ask God how to walk in that. Ask God, how do I walk in that? Before you walk in that, number one, you have to really, really allow the Holy Spirit to come in and say, how does this look like? Because we all have our own different walks, our own different stories, our own different mind patterns and how we move and all these things, right? So I don't want our race because the Bible talks about picking up your cross and following him. The Bible also mentions the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. We are in a race and we have to carry our own cross, but we are not in a competition with one another. So therefore I cannot look to you on how I should be. I have to look to Christ and I have to accept the way that God made me is how he wanted me to be. The things that I've been through is specifically for me. It is for those that God has called me to minister to. It is for a certain level of knowledge and understanding that God is acquiring me. He is requiring me to have. But I have to ask the Holy Ghost, what does that look like? So once again, we have our own race, our own walk. And I want us to really, really understand this. The reason why I want you to have the Holy Spirit to come in and, and give you understanding of what it looks like, because the world is waiting for you. The world is waiting for the Christ that is in you. I remember I came across a uh, video some years ago where this pastor and wife specifically 
minister to people in the porn industry. I believe the wife came from that ministry, but they have a, a specific ministry for those who came from this those who were coming out of prostitution, those who were coming from the porn industry. They understood that industry. They understand the spiritual battles that come from that. A lot of people may not fully understand that. So we all have a specific walk that we have to go through. We all have a specific journey that we all have to go down. And so I want us to really keep this scripture in mind. Romans 8, 18 through 21. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. You have to understand how complex and different you are because there are people waiting for the specific glory that you have that comes from God so that the spirit of God can flow through you to draw them in. Stop trying to be like somebody else or stop trying to be like the old version of who you are. I respect people who do not concern themselves about everybody else's problems, everybody else's, how they do this and how they do that. They're like, look, I'm minding my own business. But some of that, we get caught up in ourselves and we still don't see God. You are used to doing things a certain amount of way or a certain way and you refuse to change. We cannot move tomorrow, move in tomorrow as we did yesterday, period. Because yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. So I need to really understand who I am today, but that is through the Holy Ghost, really asking the Holy Ghost to come in. And after asking the Holy Ghost to come in, I want us to ask God, how do we walk in that? How do we walk in that? Hebrews 12 and one says, um, it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which so easily ensnares us and let us run the endurance, the race that is set before us. I had to lay aside every weight, every excuse, every apprehension, everything that comes my way that stops me from living a life according to God. I have to. When I say have to, I, I mean, not just myself, but we as a body. We can look at the world today and see. And when I hear this, I hear within the body of Christ, we say, man, the world really needs Jesus. Well, go minister. The world really needs Jesus. Are you praying? Are you showing love? Are you being the light at your job, in your home, in your neighborhood? You were supposed to run for that political office. Maybe you were supposed to take that job, but it took you out of your comfort zone, so you didn't do it. Once again, anything that I say on this podcast is never to sin con condemnation. Absolutely not. But it's to open our eyes to what the enemy has ensnared us with. I believe one of the biggest things that is hindering the body of Christ today is our comfort. We have become comfortable in being simple. But yet we are made in the image of God. So therefore, I am complex. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
I am unique. I am of a peculiar people. So we are supposed to be different. We are supposed to think different. We are supposed to see ourselves different. And we are supposed to move differently. We are supposed to be the industry leaders. Because God needs to raise up the people of God that has his heart. That's going to draw people to him. Imagine, I, I don't know what the exact number is of people who, who profess to be Christians. Um, I know it's a, they have stats on this. And so it's a lot of people who say they are of the Christian faith. But imagine if 20 to 30% of us who say we are sold out for Christ actually did what God wanted us to do without second thought. What would your neighborhood look like? What would your family look like? What would you look like? And I understand to explore the complexities of who we are and to really understand that our mind is a powerful thing. It will bring moments of discomfort. It will bring moments of really making you really look at even your foundation. And some of us love and admire our foundation in which we were taught. But what if that no longer serves you? I had to learn certain things in my life no longer served me. It did not mean that it was bad. It just meant that it no longer served me. There is power in discovering the complexities of us. There is power of being curious about God and curious about who we are. Our very thoughts change our brain and our brain changes our actions. So if I understand where my thoughts are coming from, and if I sit here and say, I'm going to hold it captive under the knowledge of God and in Christ, I am changing the very way that I move. I am now moving more like Christ. I am now moving in the knowledge of God. And prayerfully, I am bringing more and more people into the kingdom because I already know that I'm getting the benefit of it all because I am joint heirs with Christ. The moment that we become saved, we now have access to it all. We have access to all. I want you to understand that. The moment you are saved, you now have access to everything that God has promised. All the promises of God. So I understand that we are praying a lot for our situations, our personal situations, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what if we move beyond that? And say, God, show me the bigger picture of you. Show me the depths. The Bible talks about the mysterious of God, the mysteries of God. Are we willing to even think like that? God, let me explore the mysteries of you. The unknown, the untapped areas that I have not seen. I want us to really walk away with these three points. Number one, I want you to accept that you are different and you are complex. The human mind is Scientists are saying that the human mind has so many billions and billions of, of neurons to where it makes it one of the most complex thing on in the universe. Scientists are still trying to figure out how we operate as humans. Truthfully, I believe that scientists will never get there. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. And exploring God and exploring who he is, is a lifetime. That is an eternity. 
That is something that's going to go from generation to generation. Every generation is going to learn something new about God. Every generation is going to think differently about God. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit, what does that look like? I have now accepted that I am complex and I am different. But what does that look like? There is a world, there is a certain group of people who are waiting for you to talk to them, waiting for them. They are waiting for you to show your peculiarness, your uniqueness, your different swag, the way you walk, the way you talk. They're waiting for you. And after you have accepted it and asked God, what does that look like? Now it's time to get into action. God, how do I walk in this? I will lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares me. So that so easily gets me off track because I want to walk in your glory. I want to walk in your peace. And I want to walk in your power. We are complex. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Therefore, let's walk in the power and the anointing and the love of God. Love you all. I hope you all have enjoyed this. I hope you all have received something. The really, I've, I've, if you notice, if you've listened to these podcasts so far, this is number three. I do ask a lot of questions to break up foundation, to break up the pattern. And this is how the Lord is teaching me. And this is how the Lord has been having me to minister for so long. And I like that because what has always intrigued me is when I understood the scripture. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It does not mean that I have, quote unquote, reached the goal. Because sometimes we seek God for a specific things. But something happened along my walk. And I know it's nothing but the Holy Spirit to where I just wanted to seek God, period. And I began to ask God a lot of whys. Why this? How that? Tell me this. Show me this in the scripture. I became his very curious child. And my prayer is that we become so curious about God to where it feeds us like never before. To where we begin to feel the breath of God like never before. And we have a spark and a light that is being renewed and is overflowing to where other people see it and say, what is going on within you? And you're just like, I just want to discover God and discover myself in the process. If anyone does not know Christ as their personal savior, or if you need to come back into the fold, first, I want to speak to those who do not know Christ. I want you to say, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I want you to be my personal savior. I believe that you died and you rose again for me. You took it all for me and that I am loved by you. God, I thank you for allowing me to discover you as I walk this walk with you. If you have believed that God died for you, he rose for you and he died for your sins and you asked him to forgive you of your sin, you are now saved. The heaven, the heavens is rejoicing. Angels are rejoicing. We are rejoicing because you have accepted Christ. And then for those of us who said, I have walked away from God, I need to come back into his fold. Or I want to get closer to God. God, I ask for a specific prayer for them. 
those who have allowed systems and maybe traditions and so many things to pull them away from you. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit drawing them closer to you. Let them feel your very presence. Let them feel your very breath of life, even as they rest, God, even as they go about their day and let them be so sensitive to you to where only thing that comes to their lips is, God, I thank you. And as they say, God, I thank you, fill their heart with joy, fill their heart with peace and fill their minds with Christ and let their mind be curious about Christ where they seek you diligently. Lord, we thank you and we honor you for answering their prayers. And we thank you for everyone who is listening to this right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you protect us and you keep us so that we may meet again on next Friday to discuss what you have us to discuss. Love you all and talk to you then.